Welcome to Wonder Tour with Derek Cobb and Drew Perot, where we are learning leadership lessons from your favorite stories. Hi, I'm Derek. And I'm Drew. And we are on a journey to become better leaders by touring fantastic worlds and inspiring lore by going on a wonder tour. We connect leadership concepts to story context because it sticks to our brains better. You can find out more at wondertourpodcast.com. Derek, it's time to mourn our favorite heroes. It's a somber day. The Avengers have died. Just kidding. It's just what if. Something just entered the upper atmosphere. No, I am not Tony Stark's AI talking to him in Endgame. Back with Derek and Drew, we're talking Avengers. We're talking more, though, this What If show. This What If show is very interesting. You know, it it starts with a kind of a crazy question about the Marvel Universe, and then, uh, you know, it extrapolates out that particular story in cartoon form. And, and it's pretty fascinating because one of the things I really like about it is uh, that the uh, the scenes from the original movies, they get recreated and they kind of go, you know, verbatim, basically, in order to patchwork on this next fictional scene, fictional meaning that it's not part of the canon or the MCU or, you know, whatever your religion is. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, I know people get pretty serious about it. That's out of order. That's out of order. Uh <laughs> so, you know, it's all this like chronological stuff. But anyway, um, it's uh, it's cool. Uh, I, you know, we we definitely uh, I, I I note during the show that there's like, you know, oh, that voice doesn't quite sound like the original actor and they've got a stand in actor on the voice. So I don't know. I, I, I kind of key off stuff like that. I don't know yeah, why. I'm just you gotta I'm always wondering. Yeah. I'm like, are these people working 24 seven to make this stuff. Yeah. But Some like black market. widow's voice, black widow's voice is not. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. They've yeah. changed up a couple of them. Yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> they, they didn't have Scarlett Johansson in there, I guess, but there's and James, James Spader. Also, I don't think he was uh Ultron's voice. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you're right. This didn't quite sound like, you know, anyway, it's, it's a nuance and that's not what this show's about. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> No, I think what we are here to talk about, though, is some of the meta level. What if are Derek are what if some of the most powerful words like in language, like to humans on Earth is what if one of the most powerful questions that you can ask? That was the initial thing that I thought of when I heard that what if was announced and started watching it. I was like, wow, this is a really, really powerful two words. I wish I could write a what if block in programming. <laughs> the computer could give me back my question, right? Um, it's kind of what they do on uh, on you know in futuristic uh, shows. You know, they'll be like, "Computer, tell me what will happen." You know, and then it'll give some like, "Well, I predict with 0.001 accuracy that this will happen." You know, yeah. um, 
And and uh, well, we have to fill that role because computers are way too dumb to do that yet. Computers right? can't. They can't answer the question "What if?" And even if they could answer the question "What if?" And they will, like you said, to some extent they can. Like there's the there's the transformer uh, that I always mess with the uh, natural language processing where it'll try to you know you give it a starter and it'll try to predict what the rest of the sentence or paragraph is going to be about and stuff. But again, yeah. it's literally just read millions of documents and it's just using its millions of documents that it's read to try to predict what's going to happen next. It's not. It's not right. smart. It's not imagining. It's not computers are literally not capable of imagining things the way that humans are. And again, we still mostly mostly work like those algorithms because most of the time when we're imagining something, we're only capable of imagining things we've experienced before. But it's the combination of those things where we're able to create innovation, right? The spurious combinations of those things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you got these wide, crazy, far off, you know type of thing and only today only a human can bring that in because a computer would say there's a very low probability that anyone's going to like that right uh based on my previous observations it, it's not that smart it's narrow ai i mean that's really what narrow ai is all about it just has this narrow band of understanding of the world and even watson you know you know watson's not really that broad so it's uh, it's interesting, you know, you you kind of you can see the parallels, you can kind of see where it's going and it's it's getting better. I'm not going to say it's it's perfect by any stretch. I'm not going to sit here and say that AI is going to beat us in what if the what if game. There's no. And in fact, I have I've read different things. Uh, I want to say there was one that talked about how the economy would change, you know, because of AI and all this stuff. But it always had creativity at the top of the pyramid it said it's going to take forever for ai to get to that right because the things that they make it doesn't make a lot of sense i've seen those google paintings and different things you know where they kind of like create pictures and stuff like that and it, it's interesting it's like wow a computer made that like a neural net made it. but you know you're like it doesn't make much sense to me <laughs> it's funny sometimes too right it's um, more funny yeah right now we're at the stage where it's like amusing Right. Yeah. <laughs> to look it's like at uncanny it. valley. Yeah. It's it's like looking at somebody's dreams, actually. Um, so we'll have to talk more about something like this in the future because I, I I'm fascinated by the conversation. Um, oh, but for sure. Getting back, we got to get back to what if. Get back to what if. Yeah. So the the premise of this episode where the Avengers die is basically what if the heroes that were protecting Earth no longer exist because we have this we have this spot in our head due to the first you know 23 or whatever movies in the mcu for the avengers as you know earth's greatest heroes they're earth's mightiest warriors they're they protect earth when the worst things happen but so the question is what happens if your heroes die and i mean that happens to each one of us right for most of us you know our parents are heroes to us and at some point they're no longer going to be with us, you know, or our grandparents or, or you know, or whatever, whoever our, our caregivers were. Those people eventually cease to be with us. You know, we all have teachers that have, and I don't just strictly mean you know, school teachers. I mean, people who have taught us things in our lives and they eventually we part paths with them on our journey. You know, what if we've all had this situation as well? What if our heroes aren't who we thought they were? Right. What if they're not? the you know the picture of perfection that our minds try to make them out to be that's 
like there's some seriously powerful questions that we can ask ourselves here. And while we're not going to necessarily dive deep into the Avengers episode here, we might draw from some moments. I think we kind of start out with the dark side of it, which is like, what if things go wrong? And I, I want to pull this back to a defensive driving course that I had at some point. And they also use the phrase, what if? And they ask you, they're like, you should always be asking the question, what if? You know, what if that truck swerves into your lane? What if? They're like, that's how you become a good defensive driver, is you consider not just what your brain is predicting as the most likely outcome to happen, but maybe what are other outcomes that could happen on the road and how would you respond to them? I think that is a perfect example. I really like that example. There is a definite way to handle that what if very well. <laughs> There's a definite way to not handle that what if. And um, but I, I want to go back to also the um, your your heroes in life example. Are you saying that um, it's good to go back and see the influence that they had on you, and then you ask yourself? what kind of person would I be? So that's kind of your what if, if that person hadn't influenced me, is that kind of what you're getting at? Oh, no, that wasn't exactly what I was getting at, but that's a better question perhaps, or a more interesting question. I guess I don't like to try to say better questions because that's pretty subjective, but I think that's a more interesting question is what if that person did not influence me? You know, would I have become like this anyway? Would there have been another, you know, someone who had came along or would it have come about another way? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at this. And I think on the Wonder Tour, a lot of times we're trying to strip out the stories for their concepts. And then we're trying to map those concepts onto other stories and onto our lives. And that's why What If is so interesting to me. It's kind of like I hope we can come back to this again at some point for, for even season one again or season two, because there's – one of our main utility functions in Wonder Tour, and because it's how the human brain works, is we use comparisons, right? So we we map one story to another story, and we say it's like this story, but it's different in this way. And what if gives you like a linear map that's like that? It's like, okay, you have a space in your head for this one narrative. Now I'm gonna give you that narrative, but then one little thing is gonna change and so now you can see exactly how that change would have played out based on the creative direction of the, you know, the writer and director of this one. So obviously, but you, you might even think in your own head how you would have done that story differently if you had that same prompt. And so I like that because it allows us to see what the difference is between the kind of mainline narrative, or what, what do we call it, the sacred timeline narrative versus the kind of these, these variant narratives. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's perfect. And I, I was thinking about that. I appreciate you bringing up the fact that you wanted uh, something to maybe go a little bit differently in the story. And when I think back to the episode, I, I'm like, why do they have to die in a specific way? You know, um, Hank Pym, you know, the way he got them or whatever. And, and, you know, like Thor getting hit with the arrow, um, you know, anyway, it's just like, Really? That took out Thor? You know, obviously we do a little bit more to it than that later, but um, I don't know. Some of the some of the deaths were it's just you, then you do like once you know the ending, right, then you can go back and you're like, now, how did he really do that? 
but they don't go into that. Right. They just like, he was there, he did it, you know? Um, so now getting, getting back to our, you know, uh, kind of where we're extrapolating. Cause I think that's more interesting and I know we have limited time here. So, um, I think this is a super important question to ask yourself though, is, you know, like we were talking about in the previous episode, who are you becoming? And then, you know, how have you become, I think is the, the story of what if, uh, in your past. So what if my grandpa didn't have that influence on me? What if my teacher didn't say that particular thing? Now, I would invite you to a, not a thought exercise. I know it's always like meta and abstract, but literally an exercise in gratitude. If you remember through this activity, through this, through this effort that we're talking about here today, if you remember a specific influence at a specific time, you got to go back and tell that person, if they're still alive, go back and tell that person, thank you for doing this specific thing. For me, I think that is extremely powerful and a great way to give back because I tell you a lot of times I think people forget things. Now, I don't know what it is with me. I have a very emotional memory. I know and I and I'm not really good with the specifics. So I may be like, thanks for being around at this specific time. You know, I may not have the details. I don't know why it is, but I know that that person was close to me. I know that person was helping me. I know that person was there for me at a very specific time in my life. Um, if you have the specific soundbite that they said to you, I know, Drew, you said before you have said, um, you know, uh, that some person will tell you a phrase and boom, everything changes for you. Uh, I, I've never forgotten that. And, um, you know, I think that's another example of this. Um, but, you know, I think that's a good application of this today. Um, you know, as far as, you know, what, what if, you know, they didn't influence me? What if they didn't put that in my life and then think about the future? So I know I'm maybe a little light on the future here. So what if I changed this thing that I always do? Is that a good question? Drew, what do you think? That's, hard, that's a great question. I love, first off, I, I want to make sure I put a stub and get back to that. Cause I want to talk about what you just brought up though. So there's the past application of it which is what if, you know, X didn't happen. And, and like you, I like how you put that. You have an emotional memory, and so you're not necessarily able to conjure up the exact moments at the right time. But what actually happens, right, is in times of need, when you're focused, your brain will bring those things to the top. It's somehow, you know, we don't understand how that all works. Somebody smarter than me does. But <laughs> but your our brain will bring those things to the top and like you said, for me, there's a lot of quotes, there's a lot of memories and images that come all the way to the top of my brain. And it starts to be like, wow, thank you for doing that. That moment changed my life. To you, it was just a moment and you might not even remember it. But to me, that was what kept me on the sacred timeline, basically. So that's that's step one is what were those moments and then if we're magnanimous leaders, we're trying to create those moments for others in the future. But that's not the primary goal. Right. That's just kind of like the how is like that's one means of the how. If we're trying to help create people of good character that can continue to flourish and, and really lead the world in the right direction, then we will have to create these watershed moments where things 
you know, where the sacred timeline gets. These are like the moments in the, you know, it, these are the, the cinematic universe moments. These are the big moments where, you know, they save the world from Ultron and stuff like that, right? It's like, it's watershed for somebody's entire life. Up until that moment, they didn't, they weren't able to crystallize some piece of knowledge or accept some belief as true or something. But because of an experience that they had, a story, a question that was asked, a quote that they were given, that everything changed. And that's definitely true for me. I mean, I can't tell you how many moments I've had with my grandma. Bless her. She's 100 years old currently. But it's just she's the greatest individual that I'd ever, I've ever met, probably ever will meet. And the amount of moments that I've had that are just transformative because they point me towards a sense of truth that this is the right way to live. That's how I should be living. I need to figure out how to live like that. Now, going into the future now, we need to ask ourselves, and, and you asked a really good question, you know, what if we could change something about ourselves? And we have to then have a conviction that that can actually be changed, right? It's not going to be changed in one single moment because, like, it's a lot easier to see the watershed moments in, in when you're looking backwards. You can't see them in the moment when they're happening usually. Very, you know, very rarely does every, you know, the does your current state of reality melt away and you can see the sacred timeline and you're like, oh, wow, like we just headed off a, a crazy variance that could have happened on the timeline. <laughs> I have I, I can I can say I've been there, but they are, you know, what what happens is, is that it's not a, you know, just in my experience, it's not an individual split second type thing that those are very rare. Could it be like, you know, my driving skill totally avoided that accident? I mean, that that it definitely is. <laughs> um, but it, it many times, you know, it, it's like these broader moves and they, you know, it's a series of choices. And you can almost feel it. If you're paying attention to it, you can feel the what if uh, coming out of it. And you're like, if I continue to make these choices these ways, I will diverge into not such a good timeline or right. And that's the essence of, you know, uh, being aware of who you're becoming. Right. And as a magnanimous leader. The only what the only thing that can keep you going in that right direction, right, is to have that vision of yourself as a leader and say, you know, what does it look like? And that's, I think, primarily why we use magnanimous leader on this podcast, right? Because we set that out there and then it is driving the what ifs because we say, what if I became a magnanimous leader? That's the vision for my life. Now I can ask smaller, less consequential what if questions. What if I handled this particular conversation with this person right now a lot differently than I normally would, right? What if I said this, because we're being leaders for the good of others, what if I said this to this person? I know they may have a crusty response <laughs> off the bat the first time, but did I get a kernel of truth? I ask this all the time. Did I get a kernel of truth through the pinhole? Right. If you're dealing with somebody who's hard, right, who's just tough. Um, did you get through the pinhole? Because everybody's got one. I don't care who they are. If you can get something through that tiny crack, right, if you can slide a letter through, if you can get something through, what if you did that? What if you were the person who precipitated the cracking of the wall and the wall came tumbling down? 
Maybe it's just one wall inside their mind. Maybe it's the wall around them. You know, this is very metaphorical, et cetera. But that's the magnanimous leader angle, I think, to what if. What what say you? That's the magnanimous leader angle for sure. But let's distill it down because this we've talked so much about, you know, we've talked in metaphors. We've talked more about what could be and what kind of doesn't hang in the physical world. These are mostly ideas and concepts and kind of ideas, you know, questions of purpose. But how do we how do we orient ourselves toward that part of a type of a life? And I think the answer is pretty simple because we're we're on this wonder tour. We're already very heavily oriented towards oh, this is going to come full circle. I'm realizing it as I'm saying it. <laughs> we're already coming. So we're following these stories so closely. We're dedicated to these stories. That's one thing that I think everybody that's on this wonder tour cares about, right? Is stories and how do they impact us? The other half of that equation is questions. That's the other piece of it. It's it's stories, but stories interlaced with questions that allow us to understand who we're becoming. And the reason I say this is coming full circle is because this was a watershed moment for me, was when a guy who I'll, of course, call out here, his name's Ford Taylor, explained that concept to me, that the only way that we can influence other people is by asking questions and telling stories. Boom. (laughs) Um, I don't think I can say anymore. Again, man, you get me again, man. Uh, That's awesome. And I think we need to take that forward, uh, you know, into future episodes. And I know we will because this is a cumulative tour. I always have a tough time saying that word because it's it's a mouthful. But, you know, layer upon layer, we build the blocks. Um, and, And we're really, you know, you're going on this tour with us. You're realizing that we're laying this one layer at a time. Uh, we're right here with you, you know, um, figuring out what what really makes sense to go next. And uh, so I think that's a great one to set the foundation for future discussions as well and continuing to reflect on stories and questions. So well, let me give us one. Ra- let me give us a quote to yeah. end this then. And I may that's- have already given this quote on a previous Wonder Tour, but, you know, I got my my large directory of quotes that I'm pulling from here. So disclaimer received. Disclaimer yeah, disclaimer received. received. This is our quote to end it. When you're a student, you're judged by how well you answer questions. Somebody else asks the questions, and if you give good answers, you get a good grade. But in life, you're judged by how good your questions are. They'll become great professors, great entrepreneurs, great somethings if they ask good questions. Robert Langer from MIT. I do remember that one. That one stuck with me. Um, He is the, uh, I don't know, Edison of medicine. Medicine of medicine, bang. Yes, we, we, all right. Well, either way, sometimes sometimes it's, yeah. it's good to layer the same quote over time hey, in contexts. I agree because what happens is is that you continue to ask questions about it and then you dig deeper into it. So awesome. Well, we're gonna wrap it right there. Um, if you had anything you wanted to add, hit us up on the Wonder Tour on Twitter. And next week, I'm gonna let you talk about this one for a second. Yeah, next week we're bringing back What If Again. This time we're going in the deep dive to Doctor Strange. If you haven't seen this episode yet, you know, you could get by in this current episode without having seen the Avengers die. It's a quick episode. It's mostly about questions. This next one, no. This You have to watch this episode if you care at all about the MCU because this episode is the future of the MCU. It looks like at least. You know, I could be wrong, but it very much looks like this episode has a strong pull on the future of the MCU. So you... You got to get in there and watch What If if you haven't yet. 
and it's all about Christine. And I won't say anything <laughs> else. All right. Well, we will uh, close out here. And remember, not all who wonder are lost. We'll see you next time.